Welcome to the Film Courage Podcast. Our guest today is actor Jordan Salome. Jordan has been in films such as Get Hard, Old Boy, The Starving Games, and recently starred alongside Chasten Schneider and John Schneider of the movie Hate Crime. Well, Jordan, thank you again for joining us today. Um, you know, I read an article that you did or a Q&A where you said that part of the reason that people get into acting is because they want to explore different realities. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What role have you played uh, in a production that was totally opposite of, of the real Jordan and it had a lesson for you in it? Well, you know, all of them, you find pieces of yourself in order to relate to the character. Um, I've played some bad guys. I've played a bad guy in a um, TV movie called Impact Earth, and I played a bad guy in that. And that was probably furthest away from, you know, who I am. But I, I really enjoy <laughs> I enjoy playing the bad guys. They're fun. I've, been, I've played a few bad guys, and uh, I enjoy doing that. This role was great. I mean, this is, a little, you know, this is different, you know, there's differences between myself and this character, Raymond, so I really enjoyed exploring this reality as, as well. So I've just been fortunate enough to play some really fun roles. Interesting. You know, we hear other actors say that as well, that they like to play something that has slightly evil undertones to it. Why do you think that is? Because in real life, you know, we, we, we sneer at these people or we have judgments mm -hmm. about them, but then people seem to love to explore that part within their acting. I just think it's, you know, there's no rules when it comes to villains and, or a bad guy. And I don't want to say villains because, like, there's nothing worse than a one-dimensional character. I mean, I try and if I play a bad guy, I try and find good in him so the, the audience will relate to him more. If I play a good guy, I try and find a little more bad in him so the, you know, audience can see more dimensions. But I think someone said it best. My, my, my favorite actor is Tom Hardy. Um, he's the reason I became an actor. And he plays a lot of heavies like that, too. And he said there's something alluring about a character who tries, instead of fitting himself, it, changing himself to fit the world, he tries to change the world to fit what he wants. And I think that's kind of like a lot of bad guys kind of have that. They try and change everything around them to fit what they want. And it's just oh, fun. Wow. It's fun to explore that. Oh, that's great. Wow, I, I like that quote. That's really too. excellent. We recently heard um, someone that we interviewed refer to acting possibly as a poor man's craft have you heard of this term before, and do you buy into it? Oh, I've never, no, I've never heard, never heard it referred to as a poor man's craft. It's very hard. Uh, how, oh, you mean, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, because, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I mean, that could, there could be truth to that. People who have had back backgrounds have more to dwell on more to draw from in terms of playing, you know, troubled characters. I see what you're saying. I'm sorry, I misunderstood the question. That's there, okay. there could be some truth to that, but I tell you, the, the power of the imagination is limitless. So even if you haven't experienced traumas in your past uh, to draw from, I'm sure you can imagine what it would be like if you had. So th there's some truth to that, but at the same time, you know, the imagination is, imagination can take you a lot of places. Sure. Well, forgive me. Actually, I, I probably delivered it in, in a weird way in the question. And I guess what I think that this person meant was that it, it, it's a poor man's craft because the, the chances for making money at it are sometimes slim, as talented as one is. Oh, I see. And what I'm you're just saying. wondering I know you have a, a, a law degree, right? You have from, yes. from the state of Mississippi? Uh, yes, ma'am. I, I went to Tulane Law School and then I passed the bar in Mississippi. Yeah, you know, I mean, if, if, you, if you get into acting, for the for the sole reason of making money, I mean, it, you're probably chances are that's probably not your best bet because, 
I mean, I do this because I love it, and I, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough to, to thankfully make money doing it, and you know, I would do it for free. I mean, don't let my agent hear me say that, but <laughs> I would, I would do it. I mean, I, this is the passion. I, I love doing this, and um, so yeah, if, if you're getting into it to make money, there's probably better ways to, more reliable ways to make money. And how long have you been at it, Jordan? How long have you been acting? Four years, over four years. And then, so, and then how far do you want to take it from here? Oh, I'll never stop. I mean, I'll never, I, like I said, I've, I've been acting for four years. I've been fortunate enough to work in 16 films. And um, I, I just, I'll do this for the rest of my life. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd like to take it all the way, but I'm just happy working on good scripts with good people. I mean, you know, I don't have any conceived notions of like oh I want to be famous or I just want to be a working actor and continue to get work and like I said I've been fortunate enough to do that and if I could just continue that 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 will satisfy me as long as I get to play cool interesting roles and find different layers to them that will satisfy me and I'll be happy doing that but yeah I would like to make this my career and you know continue to do this you said 16 films in, in four years. Can you tell us about the, the first film you booked? How, how, did, how did you land your first job? Yeah, actually, funny enough, um, my first film was a Spike Lee film called Old Boy. Oh, and, great. And uh, it was my first audition. It was about a month or two after acting. And I remember I went to the audition, and it was actually, this one was for a heavy, kind of a, a tough guy. And uh, somehow I got called back, and my callback was with Spike Lee. And uh, so this is my second audition ever was in front of Spike Lee. And, you know, auditioning is completely different from acting. And, you know, since from four years ago, I, I've learned a lot of audition technique. But at the time, I was pretty, pretty uh, green. And he, he, st he stopped my audition. He goes, you, you're, you don't really know how to audition, do you? And I said, you know, uh, no, sir. He said, well, why don't you just try and fight me? And I said, huh? you, and, uh, you want me to try and fight you? He said, yeah, try and fight me. And I did, and he uh, he hired me. And a few months later, I was fighting Josh Brolin, and uh, I was on set with Samuel Jackson and Elizabeth wow. Olsen. It was it was incredible. It was a great experience. I'm forever indebted to Spike Lee for getting me on that film. And you know, he's just a great guy. And it was it was a really great experience. That's a cool story. <laughs> that is a cool story. I like that. When you say when you say um like he wanted you to sort of fight him, was he the one that was actually reading lines with you? Was was he acting across from you? No, 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 no. He um they had a reader there, but I just think he wanted to just see, you know, if if I if I could show him that side of me and show him you know that that kind of that mean side, that powerful side, and. Because he, he didn't want me to get bogged down with audition techniques and trying to make sure I fit into the frame and this and that. He just wanted to see what my instrument would do. And uh, thankfully, you know, that is my, you know, the, what I was more naturally able to do from the start is kind of tap into that kind of character. And he, he ended up hiring me from that. So it was very fortunate. You also said you've learned some techniques since then, audition techniques. Can you share some, maybe some insights for... For some actors that you know that may be listening, some oh, things yeah, you picked yeah. up over the last few oh, years. Oh, it's a ton, it's a completely different ball game. It's like football and soccer. Acting is one th straight on acting is one thing, and uh, you know auditioning for the camera and film acting is another thing. You know, um, you can't move a lot on an audition because it's you're in the close up, so everything you see is going to be magnified. So you don't need to be moving your head a ton. You don't need to be blinking a ton. You need to they, you need to act with your eyes. And you need to see what you're trying to get across in your eyes. And, you know, you got to, I've been taught that the, the lens is kind of like the sunlight. And you try and feel the sun on your face 
to make sure that you filled the frame properly. Just a ton of, you know, technical aspects of acting, not necessarily the inner aspect of it, but just stuff to make you look good on the camera. Jordan, I just want to go back a few years when you were making a decision to maybe apply for colleges. Where did acting fit in and where did studying law fit in and what was that family conversation like or maybe there wasn't a conversation, you knew what you were doing regardless? Um, you know, where, where I'm from, I didn't even, I had no idea about acting. I didn't really understand, I mean, I loved movies. I was a movie fanatic. Uh, but I was always, uh, I always played football. I was a football and baseball player in high school, and I never had done. I had done one play. Uh, I did one play in high school to make sure my girlfriend didn't kiss the lead. So I ended up getting the lead in that play, so she wouldn't have to kiss him. But besides that, my acting experience was very limited. And when I went to law school, I just by mere chance I stumbled into an acting class, Jerry Katz, and uh, it completely changed everything. I I'd, was seeing these people feel real emotions, and they weren't acting. They were just living these experiences. And uh, I just knew after that first class, this is what I wanted to do with my life. I knew it was going to take a lot of work. And, yeah, the conversation was it was interesting because I was still in law school while I was filming most of these films. I would uh, Thankfully, law school doesn't have an attendance policy as long as you pass the exam. But uh, my friends would joke with me because I was constantly auditioning. I was constantly, you know, on set working on a film, and I would just take the, you know, exam when I could. But, you know, my 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 father at first was hesitant about it, and um, thankfully I got the Spike Lee job, and I started getting work. And, he, you know, he's he's really proud of me about it. And, you know, it's something that I did on my own without, you know, having anyone to really follow. It was something that I really went out on my own and did. And he he's been he, they've been my mother and father have been great about it. That's awesome. Do you think there was some uh, friendly uh, rivalry or maybe a little bit of envy from some of your, your peers? Because, you know, I, I know a lot of people that have followed the path of law. That's sort of what they've been groomed to do all their lives. And then taking that risk of going this creative route and then actually, you know, succeeding with it. You, you think there was maybe some people that were just vicariously living through you a little bit? I don't, you know, I've been lucky. I've, I've had so many supportive friends and, you know, my family's, my, my father's an attorney. Um, so, I mean, you know, of course he wanted me to, you know, follow in his footsteps, but he always wanted me to be my own man. Sure. And, um, yeah, I've been, I've just been very lucky. I mean, yeah, my friends have been great. They love hearing about, I mean, yeah, they, you know, everyone is really, really, you know, interested in movie making and, you know, the whole process of it. So yeah, my friends are always, you know, like, Hey, Hey, how's it, you know, how's this film going? Or how is it like working with Will Ferrell or that, you know, whatever it is that, yeah, they, they've been very supportive and I've had been lucky to have really good friends and family. Excellent. Excellent. Jordan, if you could interview one actor, let's suppose you had a chance on a, on your own podcast, who would it be? And what specific questions on the craft of acting would you ask them? Tom, it would be Tom Hardy. <laughs> uh, he's the reason I got it. After I saw his film Warrior, um, that's what made me start to find that acting class. That's what got me in that acting class. And I would just, I just want to talk to him about his process. I just want to see how he works. You know, how does he connect to these characters? Because, I mean, he's, he's just a genius. I mean, he's so fun to watch. And uh, I mean, I idolize him. I mean, it's it's <laughs> my fiance jokes around with me about. It. She's like, oh, Lee, you. It's like, yeah, this is this is my. He's my hero, so I, I would just talk to him about his process and you know how he chooses roles and what advice he would have to a young upcoming you know a young actor. Great. Do you have an acting mentor? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've had great Jerry Katz, um, 
Kaz Acton joined. He's been my teacher for four years. I have another teacher, Gary Grubbs, just an exceptional human being, and he's he's helped me tremendously as well. Jerry Katz and Gary Grubbs have helped me so much with my technique as an actor. And uh, I, um, um, my the, the director of this film, Steve Esteb, is just a phenomenal director, and he's been so influential to me, and he's helped me, and he's done so much for me. And John Snyder. Who, who's starring in this film, along with Amy Redford and uh, Kevin. John Snyder has done so much for me in terms of taking me under his wing and teaching me. I mean, he's another person I really look up to. I'd like to interview him as well. I mean, I, he's been great to me, and I, I just think the world of him as well. So I've, I've been lucky to have great people like Jerry Katz, Gary Grubb, Steve Esteb, and John Snyder to, to really help me. Well, let's take John Schneider. Um, any any takeaways, like one piece of advice that like really hits you in the gut, where you're like, wow, and it kind of changed your world. Any anything he's told you that you really just like shaped things in a different way for you? It would diminish him if for me to only pick out one thing because I've <laughs> okay. I've now done four films with him, and I'm constantly learning stuff. But I can tell you the one. The one thing I have taken away from him is he has so much fun doing this, and there's so much joy him doing this. And along his producer, our producer Alicia Lane, she has been also and so instrumental in helping me. And I, I just she as well as the others I mentioned are the people who really mentor me and take care of me. But John, just you, I wish y'all could see how much fun he has making films and acting. So that that is, I mean, when you lose sight of that. I think the work suffers when you lose sight of that. So that's probably the main thing I've learned from him, along with many other things. You know, what are some of the, the mistakes made, you, know, you made in your first couple years um, on set, you know, or, or just with the craft of acting? Um, biggest thing is, and if you're like me, I'm, I'm very, I can be type A about things. And I, I like to have all my bases covered. And, I'll, and if you don't trust yourself enough to sometimes let it go and not obsess over like sometimes like a an early actor will want to okay this is the way this scene is going to go because i mean you know there's a lot of you know there's a lot to be left open to a film like to a scene and so you have a preconceived notion of how this scene will go and that right there can just kill a scene i mean so if you can just be in the scene fully listen to your scene partner and react truthfully, that's the best way to go because it's amazing where a scene can go where you never thought it will go. So I've learned to trust myself and just to, to sometimes leave myself alone. Do my work, do all my work, but don't, you know, don't preconceive the way a scene should play out because that's not how we do it in life. So that would probably be my biggest, biggest thing I've learned. Well, knowing that you're, you're type A and also you, you, you have this linear uh, thinking that's highly developed from the law degree and, and, and I know you have to have all your, your A, B, and C and everything in a row with that. Are, are you driven by results in your acting or are you driven by collecting experiences again when it comes to acting? That's a tricky, that's actually a very tricky question. Um, well, first off, I don't want to give the wrong impression. I'm type A with myself. I'm very sure. directable. I, I would never step on a director's toe. I, I'm just, the stuff that I can control, I'm very type A about. I've never... When a director says anything, I do whatever the director says, and you know I'm very directable. So it, my type A has never spilled over into that. Just my own preparation is what I'm talking, re referring to. Um, you see, that that's a tricky thing because when you're result oriented, you're not fully 
invested in the scene. So what I, what I cherish is the moments in a scene where you forget that you're acting and you're just living the scene out and it just happens like it does in real life. That is what I cherish, being able to be involved in great storytelling. I mean, yes, of course, we all want the results that we want and we want the movie to be good and we want your performance to be good. But in wanting that, you can kind of diminish your performance. So like, I just, I just cherish being able to live these scenes out and to experience these experiences that are different from my own life. That's what I, that's what I really love about acting. Excellent. I mean, how, how tough is that on you, Jordan, when, when, you, when you do have those preconceived notions or, or maybe, maybe you rehearsed it a few times a certain way and then, you know, and, and maybe there's certain moments you're expecting where, where you're going to deliver certain moments and then it kind of veers off that path. Um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, your process afterward when it, when it doesn't go your way? Yeah. Oh, that's just life. I mean, I, I've come to grips that not every take is going to be a great take. I mean, you know... And the preconce- the preconceived, and that's hard to not be result-oriented. But what you just do is, I mean, you just, I know that if I focus on that, I'm not going to get the result that I want, and I'm not going to be able to fully live that experience. So I acknowledge it. I mean, I acknowledge that there in, my, in myself. I know, I know, okay, it's okay. It's, I don't feel bad that I think about the result, but I just say, okay, I know you're there. I know I'm, I'm thinking, the little voice in your head's thinking, and just push it aside. Okay, thank you. I know you're there, but I'm just going to focus on what I'm doing right now. I'm going to focus on my objective in this scene, and I'm just going to do everything I can to affect the other. Because if you put all your energy into affecting the other scene partner, I mean, you're going to, things are going to happen. So that, that's how I try and handle that. I mean, yeah, it can be tough. Gotcha. You know, coming around to your latest project, how did you hear about the role of Raymond Brown in, the, in your upcoming film, uh, Hate Crime? Oh, man. Um, Okay, well, I got an audition for this. It was probably about two or three years ago. And, you know, you read scripts, and you read a ton of great scripts, but there are very few scripts that, that hit you like this one. And I remember reading it, and I read it within an hour. Like, I just absorbed, digested it, and, I, you know, I was just sitting there crying. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, it's heartbreaking. So, I mean, I just wanted to do anything I could to be involved with this film. And Steve, like I said, Steve Estep, the director of this film, man, he, I mean, he, he, he's had this, I think he's had it for about four years, five years, and, you know, his resolution in getting this thing made is just unbelievable. And the cast and the crew that he put together, along with his producer, Alicia, I mean, it was really, this whole film was done out of a lot of love and a lot of passion for this script. So when I first heard about it and I first read it, I mean, I just couldn't, even after my audition, I couldn't shake it. I could not stop thinking about it. And I was just very fortunate to be able to play this character. You know, coming back to your audition, I mean, I mean, how many times did you read the script over before your audition? And, and what was that process like preparing for, the, for this audition? I read the script twice before the audition. And what I really, the scenes that I was to be auditioned for is where I spent most of my time. I just spent, I mean, I just... I went through it, you know, I found my objective, what I wanted out of the scene, and I, you know, I just kept going over all the actions, how was I going to get this objective, you know, what was the emotional core of this character, what was he experiencing right now, and I just did everything I could to put myself in his shoes and just to, you know, to understand what he was going through and the burden he was carrying. It was, it was exciting, it was fun, even the audition was fun for me, I had a blast. Changing gears a little bit, Jordan, any advice to uh, fellow young actors like yourself 
on the slow times that can come with <laughs> acting and, and the feeling like sometimes you may never get another chance to audition, whether it's a, a valid point or whether it's just all in your mind? Absolutely. Yeah. My, um, and this, that's been something that's been, you know, difficult on every actor. You just got to love acting. And if you can get yourself in a class or a group of people who love doing scenes and just, I mean, honestly, I mean, I can perform a scene in a class and I'll have the same experience as if I was on a, on a 20 million movie, $20 million set. I mean, it's all the same. The interaction between actors is all the same. I mean, yes, I'd rather be doing it on a, you know, of course, but I just enjoy acting and I just love doing it. So just focus on that and focus on getting better because you can, the, the learning never stops. I mean, I, I take classes, I, I, I go to workshops in, you know, New York or L.A. I mean, I read books, I take online courses. I mean, the, the learning never stops. And so if you just focus on getting better as an actor and not worrying so much about the business side, about getting the roles, they, they'll come. They'll come. You know, with, with hate crime, I mean, how many uh, relationships did you have with sort of like the cast or, you know, not the cast, but the crew, like the producers, the director? Did you have a previous relationship before hate crime with a lot of the people behind the scenes? This is my first film working with them. But okay, Steve, so the, the director, one. and I have been in touch probably about two years, a year and a half to two years in, 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 while the film, while he was getting the film made. And I developed a really, really good connection with him. And um, the director, like the producer, Alicia, I got to know her. And I mean, I think of these people as, as real friends, like real friends and family. Like, and same with John Snyder. I mean, these people have really been nice to me. I mean, Amy Redford, Kevin, like all of them, I, I think of all of them, Chase and Snyder, John's son. I mean, all of these people I really think of as, and all the crew, as like family and friends. Because this was a really passionate cast and crew to get this film made. So yeah, I, I, I'm really happy I have these people in my life now. Well, actually, yeah, speaking of Chasen, can you tell us uh, what it was like to work with him as John's son? And he stars in the film uh, Hate Crime as Kevin. Is that right? Yes. Great. Yeah. How was it to, to do scenes? Because I know the two of you, without giving away too much about the film, the, the movie center around the two of you and, and your relationship. Yeah, our relationship sets the whole, you know, what happened. And it's about our parents, you know, Amy and, you know, Kevin and John and Laura Kayette, who's a fabulous actor, how they deal with it. So we knew that our scenes were going to be very, very important, the scenes together. And he's great. I love, I love Chase, and he's, a, he's just a really nice guy. And we talked on the phone a bunch before getting to set, before even meeting each other, just about the history of our characters and, you know, trying to cover all the details together. I think a lot of Chase, and he's great. He's a great actor, and he's just a really nice guy. Okay. Really, really fun to be around, and we have similar tastes in movies. God, he's got great taste. He's a really he knows his films. And Chasen is uh, John Schneider's son. Who, for those people maybe born uh, after nineteen, I don't know eighty five. I loved watching John, but he was uh, on Bo Duke on the hit show The Dukes of Hazard, which I would watch. I think every Friday night, yeah, and uh, I'd watch it too. Yeah, and and, and loved it. So. Um, real quickly, you mentioned growing up being a fan of movies. Um, even before the acting bug sort of bit you. Um, in your opinion, what are some of the best films for a beginning actor to watch to better understand the craft? Um, there's just so many. Uh, Godfather, I mean, it's just an amazing <laughs> film. Uh, that's one of my favorites. Warrior is a great film. I mean, you want to see about, you because, uh, I mean, sometimes... Not you know people. Not I'm, I'm not giving any actors any any tips because these people are amazing. But 
you, your character's there for a reason. You're, you're going after an objective. You're trying to win your objective. If you want to see some well-crafted out objectives and obstacles in the way of getting it, the Warrior, with the, the Tom Hardy film I was referring to is, a fab, is an unbelievable film. Uh, American Beauty with Kevin Spacey is a great film for a, you know, a young, young, young up-and-coming actor to check out. And then I like to watch any Marlon Brando film you know, on the waterfront, streetcar named Desire. I mean, you can find all kinds of great films. I mean, those are some ones I really like a lot. Excellent. Well, now you were based somewhere uh, in in the South. Is that right? Whereabouts? Uh, I split time between Mississippi and New Orleans, Gulfport, Mississippi. Oh, okay, great. I, I bet it's beautiful down yep. there. Yep. It's really gorgeous. Um, so, what do you do to book yourself since you're not? always in New York, but I know that you do go there often and you probably could come to LA if you needed to as well. What do you do to book work uh, when you're in either of those two places? Well, New Orleans has a ton of work right now. A lot of, and a lot is going to Atlanta. My agent, I have an, an amazing agent, Angie Moncrief with Action Talent Agency, and she submits me and she really cares about her clients. I mean, she pushes me hard and uh, she submits me with casting director. So I read, I audition in New Orleans you know, when it's busy, some, hell, sometimes I'm there three or four times a week auditioning in New Orleans and uh, Atlanta. I'll send tapes if they ever need me to come to Atlanta. I go to Atlanta for audition. Just, I mean, wherever the work is, I'll, I'm 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 gonna go there. So you know, I just audition wherever I can. How, how do you get to Louisiana? Oh, just hop. It's it's an hour, just an hour drive. Just hop on I-10. So you're driving an hour back and forth each time, just just to audition each time. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Always obeying the speed limit, right? Oh, I would never. <laughs> I only had nine tickets. Yeah, no, yeah. I do the best I can. Oh, good. Okay. You know, you, you also mentioned putting yourself on tape. I mean, how often are you doing that? And, and what's that process like? Are you only putting yourself on tape for Atlanta and New Orleans? Or are you also doing that for New York and L.A. at all? I've, 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 uh, I've auditioned for a few things in L.A. And, uh, but just right now, there's so much work down in the southeast that i mean it just keeps us really busy i like i like doing tape i i personally like to go in live better uh so they can see you and they can see how you operate and you know they can see they can talk with you and get to know you but um you know audition taping is great because you can send the tape anywhere and you can do it as many times as you want so there's really no excuse to turn in a bad tape so uh I i like audition taping i think there's a lot of great advantages to video auditioning is that something that's becoming more prominent? Oh, it's huge. Yeah, yes, sir. I'm, I'm talking to some of the older actors I know, and they're like, this this is amazing what's going on with this video auditioning. Because it used to be you had to be in the city to audition for anything, just about. And now through Actors Access and the breakdowns, I mean, you, you can send a tape anywhere. And, and how, many, how many times generally will you, how, like how many sort of like uh, takes will you do before you're like, okay, you know what, that was the one? Well, it just depends on how much time I have. I mean, some things are I need it the next day or two days. But uh, if I have, if I have like, like for instance, I, I had an audition for the, a lead in this film, uh, pretty big budget, pretty nice budget film. So, and I had about a week, a week and a half. So I got right on it, and I, I mean, every day I would do auditions because I mean, something's going to change a little, and uh, I'm going to learn more about it and be more comfortable with the lines. So, I mean, for that one, I did a ton of audition. I did. 
probably 90, 80 or 90 takes. I don't, I just, oh, wow. I mean, wow. I mean, there were, I probably could have stopped. I, I got them on, I got it some good ones, like within, you know, four or five. But I mean, there, I mean, if I have the time, I mean, why, why not, you know, put the very best thing I can find down? I mean, I, I won't do that for all of them. I mean, it just depends, you know, gotcha. just depends. <laughs> <laughs> we understand out of 80 or 90, I wasn't wow. expecting that number. You know, it may not have been that much. I'm not, it may have been 60 or something. But I mean, I had plenty of time. You know, I had a week and a half. And I probably, like I said, within the first five, I probably had one that I liked. But I was like, you know, I mean, I enjoy doing this. I mean, right. I'm, at that time, there wasn't a ton of other auditions I had. So I was like, ah, just see what, see what pops up. Uh, again, switching gears a little bit, Jordan, knowing that you are. Uh, maybe more of a, a perfectionist with yourself and not, not so much hard on others, but really wanting to do the best job. Um, how do you let it go? You talked about that earlier. How do you, how do you, if you feel that maybe you made a mistake only in your own eyes and maybe other people didn't see it, but how do you just let it be? You know, someone told me, um, I don't know if it was Picasso or I think it was Picasso. He would sit after he got a painting done they would hang it up in the museum, and as they were hanging the painting up, he would still be working on the painting, and they had to stop him and say, look, you got to leave, all right? It's done. So I don't think you're ever satisfied, but you just let it go. I mean, that's all you can do is the best you can in the time that you have, and it's just wasted energy afterwards. I mean, yeah, it could eat you up, but it, it, it's done, so you just got to move on. Hmm. That's great. Thank you. You know, at, at this stage of the game... You know, because it sounds like you, at this stage you're more of a regional actor in the southeast. Do you do you feel like that's somewhat of an advantage, not not being sort of um, drowned out in a bigger city like L.A. or New York? You know, that's a great. I, I think about that a lot. Every time I've almost moved to L.A., I got something here that kept me here. And um, yeah, I mean, of course, I've thought about it. It's just. You know, when when the work when there's so much work here, and so much fewer people, and I don't I don't know if it, the work will last forever here. So I, I kind of feel like I might as well stay here and get as much work as I can while I can. And um, you know, the, from everyone I've talked to, the the best way to go. And I love doing the indie film. I mean, I love. And don't get me wrong, I love doing the studio projects. I've worked on you know some like the Get Hard, Get Hard, and Old Boy. They were big big studio films, and they're they're awesome. But uh, when you get to do indie films, you know they the regional actors have a, a better shot at you know landing a bigger role. So everything I've heard, if, if you can, you know, someone gets to see you perform in one of these bigger roles. I mean, that's that may be the best way for someone out in L.A. to be like, hey, we'd we'd love for you to come out here and read for some stuff. So that's kind of where my strategy is in getting seen. Knowing that you are mobile and that you are willing to to go where the work is. Do you feel an actor does their best work when they have their support system around them? Or do you oh. feel sometimes that might even hold them back a little bit? No, I mean, no, because, like, you have to, and I, I mean, I, I admire, I mean, this, this is a hard business. I mean, it is hard to get, yeah. you know, and, you know, you have to have your life set outside of it. For a multitude of reasons. I mean, one, to keep your sanity. But two, your work suffers, if not. Because, I mean, when you're acting, I mean, this is your life. You're living. You're, you're, it's the art of life. And if you don't have any life experience to draw from, I mean, you know, I mean, yes, you have your imagination. But, I mean, 
it all needs to be in balance. And yeah, I mean, there's nothing. It's my fiance. She's amazing. I mean, she's always supportive of me acting. And without her being like that, it, it would be very difficult if if I was with someone who wouldn't be that supportive. And my family who would support. I mean, they know what this means to me. And I mean, they're a hundred percent behind me. So yeah, it makes it makes life really not. It's really nice. Nice. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Thank you. I think you're doing something right there. You know, I think. I think you're at an advantage. Staying regional, stay working, stay mm -hmm. busy, and, and just keep doing what you're doing. And, and it sounds like, you know, I, I know a lot of actors here in LA that would love to be in your shoes yeah, where, where they're just const constantly acting. But, you know, here they go to an audition and, and there's like 20, 30, 40, 50 people, 100 people that look just like them. Yeah, I've heard. I, I really appreciate you saying that. Thank you, guys. I mean, this has been a, I really enjoyed this interview with y'all. And, I, you know, that's the way I see it. Everyone, I know I have friends out there and it's just, it's just such a bigger pond. It's just a huge pond, and everyone's talented and nice looking out there. So are you, but it, what I'm saying is you have this support system, and I, I just was wondering if maybe in some sense that, that really does help someone more because they feel like y y you don't get so laser, you know, tunnel vision, whatever, with I got to get this because you have then those friends and family around you, and it kind of softens it. I am, it, it does, and it, my, all of my focus goes into just getting better as an actor. And the and, and you know of course with my you know family is always you know the most important but but in terms of that and if the work when the work comes it comes on its own and I don't try and force that and that's just my way of you know dealing with it and yeah I really do appreciate you guys that this was fun.